posted. Who was it? Was it by a boyfriend or a girlfriend or both to a stranger by a friend? Someone younger, someone older? Were there multiple people involved? Were you ghosted by family or a boss? Maybe whoever ghosted you probably sucks. No one does it right. Let's talk about it with Kadi Asad, Ghost Detective, and my friend James Hilmer. Hello, and welcome back to Kadi Asad, Ghost Detective. I'm your host, Kadi Asad, and I'm with my good friend, James Hilmer. Hello. James is here. Yay. And I'm with two other, we have two guests today. We're going to do two part, so this will be part one, and then we'll be a part two next week. What a... Spoiler, uh, but I'm very excited <laughs> to have my friends here. Give it up for Candace Martellauer and Drew Landry. Yay! Yeah. yeah, thank you for giving up for yourselves. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, we I, had a few where we got away from that, but we're I right was, back where we I are. hosted on Friday, oh, okay. and so I can't <laughs> stop saying giving it up, uh, <laughs> and I can't stop giving it up. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, Yay. Okay. We're very, I'm very excited. So we will be focusing on Candace for this episode and tune in next week to hear Drew speak. He's not allowed. I'm kidding. Drew can yeah, speak. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, just sit there. Uh, just sit there. Yeah. How are you guys doing? We're good. Tired. Yeah. yeah. At least I am. At least I'm like trying to wake up. Yes. You, did you have a show last night? Uh, no. <laughs> just didn't oh, sleep much. No. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they're hungover from St. Patty's Day. Which was two days ago. And I had yeah. one drink and I'm still like, oh. you did, I didn't have one drink. I know you, you had, did, you yeah, had many I had drinks. many more than one. I like your your style. Drew texted me as I'm on my way to a show. Be like, what are you doing for St. Patty's Day? Yeah. I'm like, you mean, what am I doing right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did Andy come? Sorry. Andy did. came and he uh, he brought a friend of his from New York. I think we should do the whole podcast just about, talking just about friends, about Andy, but by their first name. By first name yeah. only. Yeah, I realized I was like, uh, Make it totally inaccessible. Also, Andy Ryder, questionable human. Okay. Um, <laughs> local LA comic. Local right? LA yeah. comic who will definitely be on the podcast. Um, lovely man. If we yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We are enemies, but he is lovely. sworn enemies. Yeah, I hate. Him. I can't stand him. Uh, yeah, He's... I hate him, but I do respect him, and that's. I don't annoying. even know if I respect him. Oh, we boy. just got in a huge fight Friday. And... <laughs> they did not. We did they not. Did no. Not. <laughs> Everyone's Anybody... trying to be funny. <laughs> Everybody's trying to be funny. <laughs> and, and Candace is Andy. And I was gonna say, and later Candace is gonna be like, "We, what if Andy hears it and he thinks we actually hate him? <laughs> he won't." Andy Ryder is a funny comic. You'll if uh, people follow this show and also follow Cody, then sometimes you'll see Cody get in some kind of Instagram stories fight with a man with a 19th century facial hair. He does have lamb chops. <laughs> yeah, he, he might have shaved it. I thought they this were. I can't remember. They're back. Yeah. They're back. Also, Andy and I are hosting together at the Hollywood Improv. Uh, the 31st. As of right now. As when he right hears now. this, that might change. Until, yeah, unless we finally get to kill each other, then we won't get to do it. <laughs> I'm excited. That'll be a fun show. That would be great. Yeah. Well, that's the podcast, everybody. Well, Thank you for podcast. listening. Sorry. Okay. But We're Andy gonna... would not be Candace's spirited connection. No. Oh, dang, James. Look at James. You should get part. nominated mm-hmm. for an award for good producing. <laughs> um, okay. So we're Candace. Uh, will you tell us about? a spirited connection that you've had? I would say probably my, like, best friend since I was 13. Oh, my God, since you were 13. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I could say her name. She she won't be <laughs> mad. <laughs> <laughs> um, she... Uh, formerly Kelsey Morse, or formerly Kelsey Kaiser shot, but she's been married, and now she's Kelsey Morse. 
Kelsey. Um, but yeah, Kelsey. She. We've been best friends since we were 13. We've had ups, downs, been through it all. Um, yeah, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Was there ever – so you guys have been friends since you were 13, so you are like in middle school? Yeah. And then did you guys go to the same school for middle school and high school? Actually, we never went to the same school. Wow. We met doing – we met taking community theater classes – Stop. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. And then we did like community theater, like summer camps. And that's where we met. But we became like best friends. And it was so weird because I, I didn't have a ton of friends in my high school. Mm-hmm. I just latched on to all of her friends at her high school. <laughs> <laughs> so um, on the weekends, I would go to her house, hang out with her friends. We'd go to like haunted mazes. Same stuff I do now. Same stuff um, I do now. <laughs> but we would do like haunted mazes and stuff, but it was always with like her. I just became part of her crew, basically. I just leached on. <laughs> That's cool. She adopted you. Yeah. Into she her. welcomed me in. Yeah. Did you ever think of switching to her school? You know, it never even dawned on me. Did Honestly, <laughs> I was just like, they're doing their thing over there. And I've got, you know, I make it through the day over here. Yeah. It's such a painful time. Yeah. Especially middle school. I remember looking in the mirror and being like, oh, man, like every day. I don't know. It was just hard to be alive. Yeah. (laughs) You look your worst. Yeah. You look awful. Your face. My face was purple from like ages 12 to like 22. Like (laughs) I had such greasy hair. Like there was no way around. Yeah. Mm, Like it was just. I was. Yeah. Greasy. (laughs) I wore sweatpants every day. Well, you still do that. (laughs) Not in public. True, true, true. My face was like so much squarer, too. Like when I show people pictures of me younger, they don't recognize me because I had so much baby fat. That's cute, though. I know. But not at the time. It doesn't feel cute. No. Yeah. It's cute later. It's not cute while you have it. No. Not when you hit puberty and you're like, I want to be attractive. And. Well, that's amazing that you guys were, like, friends and never, like, in the same school. Was there drama at the, like, community uh, theater camps and stuff like that, like, throughout the summer? I'm sure there was. We weren't really involved. I mean, maybe she was, not to my knowledge, but um, not really. It was, like, the extracurricular thing that you looked forward to that was, like, a release from your day-to-day stuff. So it was also tough, like... I don't know. It just most kids were gay and it was, you know, oh, yeah. they're doing And you have them. a problem with that? No, no. I just meant Everybody like, listening right now, like you heard it here first. Drew's like, I can't believe I'm I can't. dating oh, her. homophobe. That's not what I meant. I just meant like most teen drama, I feel like, comes from like dating circles. But it would be like a thing where it was like, that kid's gay but not out yet. But I know he's gay. So I can't. I'm not going to. Yeah. There's no dating drama. drama. It yeah. was hard mode for them. Like they had extra stuff on top of the normal yeah. drama. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it was just more of a like, you know, we're all just being nice to each other. There's a lot of oh. empathy here. Like we're all going through our own There's stuff. There's a lot of empathy here. <laughs> like it's just a lot of that. And I did a very serious high school program and there was always, there was drama. We were in drama class and there was always drama. Like we were just like dramatic. <laughs> People were having sex and stuff. Not that's me, ever. Theater yeah. groups are very <laughs> incestuous. Oh yeah, yeah. And very horny. But that's yeah. what I'm saying is like in high school, like the drama club was like that. And I think the community theater wasn't. Because there were so many, I mean, maybe the, this is a thought I just now had, maybe there was drama going on I didn't know because the kids that were gay maybe had their own stuff going on amongst themselves oh, that I just wasn't in the know There was gay going yeah, on. Yeah, there, could, there <laughs> could very well be, but to yeah. my knowledge, it wasn't. 
it wasn't. <laughs> um, were there like adults in this community theater or is it like for kids mostly? It was just for kids. It was oh, ages okay. eight to 18. I do love um, an adult in community theater. There's just taking so, it really seriously. so serious. Yeah. Yeah. And they're usually like not nice, like because they're a little bitter. It's yeah. kind of an amazing case. I'm here study. to be a yeah. star, not yeah. make friends. Yeah, it's like you're a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I did do so Kelsey and I both did uh, our community theater was called the North Glen Youth Theater. But outside of that, I did stuff at what was called the Arvada Center. And that's where you'd find the adults that were doing community theater. And it was also, like, now that I look back, this was not okay on multiple levels now that I think about it. But I'd be in, like, romantic scenes and I'd be, like, 14 paired up with a guy that was, like, 30. Oh, what? yeah. And it was, like, yeah, that, that was happens. a thing. They love to do it, too. Sorry. Yeah, it oh, was, that makes me so mad. Oh, yeah. and it would be, like... That's like, awful. It was, oh, yeah, it's really bad. To be clear, the men I was paired up with were just as uncomfortable as I was, maybe more. Um, they were like, yes. <laughs> yeah. You like look over at their notepad. It's just like, why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, over it, was, over again. it would be like someone's dad, you know, like just like, I'm sorry that we're both doing this. Oh, man. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, like, uncomfortable. Yeah. There was one guy I remember thinking like, that guy's a serial killer. But. There's always one. Yeah. 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 I've taken us horribly off. No, it's okay. <laughs> I usually this this is serial great. killers somewhat serial investigation killer. Theme. Yeah, I was gonna say someone and, he, and you became friends and he ghosted you. Yeah. And we're gonna <laughs> find out where he's hiding. And where? Catch yeah, him. say his name. Just kidding. Um, I don't remember. It was like Dave something. Fake name. It's probably. like Dave something. Yeah. <laughs> was he someone's dad? No, he was actually a little bit younger. He was still too old. I was like fourteen and he was like twenty three. I think. Yeah. But he was in college, and I remember he was the only one that was like weird. I remember doing. We're doing a scene from Cheers. Oh my God. And there's a. Oh my God. Yeah. And he was Sam and I was Diane. Yeah. 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 The the definition of the will they, won't they tension comes from them. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Will they, won't they? Will they break the law? (laughs) Everything about this is terrible. Yes. But I remember there's like a scene where Sam like playfully says, like, I'm going to kill you. And the guy's like, I think he wants to kill her. I think he really is mad and he's going to kill her. Like, have you seen like, Cheers? Yeah, and I was like. That is not the vibe. I, was, I remember I was like 14 and was like, even I know that's not uh, what's happening here. Like, <laughs> you might be projecting some of your own stuff off yeah, of this character. I don't know if like, you've ever met James Burroughs, but he's pretty, I mean, neither of us have, but. <laughs> 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 He's not known for murder mystery. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, so do you still talk to Kelsey? Oh, yeah, all the time. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That we're we're very, still very close. Yeah. <laughs> that's very cool. Um, I was going to ask if there was ever a time you guys had a falling out and came back together because that's like a long time to be friends. Not really. There was one time I think maybe we got in a fight and it was like for a day of like, we're not friends anymore. And then the next day it was like, you know, I think we're going to work through this. Oh, wow. <laughs> but like. Um, I think maybe that happened once, but yeah. n- no, not otherwise we've, we've stayed Just friends. Just been smooth sailing. Yeah. True spirits. It, where it's very like sisterly where yeah. it's like, there's times where we would maybe like bicker and stuff, but yeah. like not, um. For the most part, not really. It's been just pretty tight. <laughs> it's yeah. funny. The more you love someone, the less you're like uh, doting after a while. <laughs> you're like, you get it. You know, yeah. exactly. you know I like you. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah exa- that's kind of yeah. exactly it. Where, yeah. But yeah, she's like, whenever I have problems, uh, she still lives in Colorado where I'm from. And I live in Los Angeles. 
And uh, like, she's my go-to when I'm like, I'm having this problem. Will you help oh, me? Wow. <laughs> and, yeah. she's, and vice versa too, where yeah. it's like, these people are being mean to you. I'll kill them. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it is fun to kind of call someone who's like not connected to your day to day. Yeah. For, like just some relief and stuff. Especially someone that you have that deep of a connection with too, where yeah. it's like, you know me, you'll call me on my bullshit. Like, you'll hold me accountable. Yeah. But at the same time, like then when you back me up, I know you mean it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Candace, the time has come uh, for you to <laughs> regale us at the scene of who has ghosted you. <laughs> ghosted me. Um. So my friend, Jessica Mal Sherry is the one who ghosted me in this story. Yes. Uh, we met, I started doing sketch comedy and we met, in the sketch community of Los Angeles, I want to say in 2016. Um, what a big turning year for all of us. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's oh, very God. true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was, I was at a point, just to give like some context for like the sketch scene in Los Angeles for anyone that isn't familiar. If you're into sketch, it's a little bit like a cult. Um, okay. In that like it, the goal is to get onto a house team at a major theater or at a theater at all. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Drew. It was a really loud goal. <laughs> I'm trying to do it quiet. Yeah. It's all about you. Tell it was your story. like cartoonish goal. <laughs> Very nice, like ASMR up in there. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to lean away from the mic, but I think I made it worse because I'm like, now that I'm I'll away from it. the you, mic, don't worry about anything. I'll cut it out. It's fine. No, we're keeping it. It yeah. was wildly how cartoonish it was. Yeah, I was like, sculpt it, go. And in my head, I was like, just ignore it. And then I was like, Mm-mm. I can't. I gotta look at him. I gotta give him a look. Um, well, it's just funny because you said you're trying to get on a, a house team of one of the big theaters. Goal. <laughs> <laughs> I spit it out in shock. And then I didn't. <laughs> what? So anyway, Drew Landry. Um, I was trying to get like the goal is to get onto a house team. And it's funny because in the sketch improv scene, getting onto a house team at a theater, which is like a usually it's a team the theater puts together. It is something anyone in that scene holds on such a pedestal. Yeah. And then it means very nothing to to anyone outside of it. Right. It's you, there's kind of a carrot dangled of like you might get reps if you're on a team yeah. or you might this might be a streamline to Saturday Night Live and sometimes it is, but yeah. like more often not. Really? Um, it's kind of like stand up in that way where it's like yes. it could get you things but also not, you know, like it's enjoy your life. Very yeah. similar except it's like this coveted specific thing yeah and um so like that was always the goal was to get onto a house team at a theater ideally like a mod team at ucb or sunday company at groundlings those are like the two big ones but i was like just any house team would be great and uh i'd been trying for a couple years and i was like this this isn't gonna happen i've just made peace with it it's fine and then i did um my friend john grant had a show at the pack theater called rotato and potato. It, yeah, it was the, that's such a John Grant title yeah. for anyone that knows him too. Like, yeah, that he would think that. Um, but it was he hosted and it was his show that he produced, but it had a panel or uh like a rotation of guest writers and performers every month. Yeah. And so he asked me to guest write for the there's always a different theme too. Yeah. The theme was evil. And he asked me to write, and that's where I met Jessica. And 
like I was so anytime I would do anything related to sketch, I'd get such anxiety around it. And I'd come in anxious and Jessica, like something about her would just like calm me down where I was like, if she's here, it's going to be fine. This stranger I've just met. This stranger I just, oh, so you weren't even very familiar. I didn't know her at all. No, we came in and um, she was doing a sketch about conspiracy theories and the director, Michael Bush, gave her like homework basically and gave her the note like, you need to do a deep dive on real conspiracies and really pull some real yeah. stuff for your sketch. And then we came in the next week and he's like, all right, so what, what do you have? And she like <laughs> stressed out was like, I don't know. I went in too deep. I don't know what to believe. Oh my <laughs> God. And it was like, the, like, I don't think I've ever laughed that hard, like in a meeting, pri- like a yeah. writing meeting prior to that. It was just so in re- like, she was half joking, but half not. She's like, really like, I don't know who I am anymore. That was what she was saying. That was literally it. She was like, I don't know. And like, just her- I think we're going to storm the Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, the little bit that I'd like gotten to know her up until that point, she was so sweet yeah, and so smart that I was like, I know she doesn't actually think this. So right. like watching her so stressed out of like, I don't know what to believe. And like <laughs> this, spe- I can't even say what the specific she was giving because it was so messed up. That yeah. I don't want anyone to like think she's not a nice person. Right. Yeah. But uh, but it, like the but fact you do remember. Oh, I remember it. Vividly. It was very vivid. Yeah. What it was, was like, but yeah. This is like pre QAnon was just starting to get. Yeah, off the ground. So they were yeah. more of our like pre-Trump conspiracy theories. Yeah, yeah it was Back more like they were cuter than yeah, too. it was like the yeah. lizard people conspiracy, like those types yeah. of things. Conspiracy but. used to kind of be like coffee table talk. Yeah, mm-hmm. not actually planning like, in your basement. Yeah, and it do. wasn't. Oh, yeah. It didn't like take. It wasn't like Republican or Democrat. Yes. It was just like broad. Like uh-huh. yeah, conspiracies exactly. with no like political agenda yeah like paul mccartney's dead that yeah one. i believe you guys it. don't know paul they think yeah, there's a the group of people off. out there who think paul mccartney's dead because he switched playing from his left hand to his right or something like that, that and he, he doesn't have shoes on in the abbey yeah. road yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it, it adds up that, but yeah illustrates the point that one's harmless that yeah, it's fun. Yeah. 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 If yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's only affects Paul McCartney's family. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it was stuff like that, but just watching her so stressed out. Like, I like, don't know what to believe. Yeah, yeah. But it was like I laughed so hard. And um, so we did the show, and then I ran up to her afterward and I was like, I want to work with you again. And she was like, I want to work with you again. Aww. Yeah. And then I didn't think it would actually like. I was like, "We'll see if we cross yeah. paths it's again." It's like the LA. We should get coffee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, "It was, you know what? We put it out there. We like each other. And yeah. that's we did the thing." Um, and then I'd heard through the pack that like the pack theater was kind of newer. Yeah, their sketch teams were getting just like established, basically. And <laughs> Drew's always making noise. I'm trying to be quiet. Um. But anyway, their sketch teams were getting like just kind of established. Yeah. And um the the team everyone like different people I knew unrelated to each other kept talking about was this team Fembot PhD. Yeah. And later I would come to learn that that was a team that Jessica had founded. Normally oh. normally with a house team, it's like a team the theater puts together. Like they yeah. they tell the performers and writers, you are now on this team with these people. Um Fembot was an unusual case where it was an indie team. It was started by Jessica, uh, Denise Ojeda, and Andra Moldov, and it grew. It went through many iterations, 
by the time um, I started doing stuff at the pack, it was an all female team, but it wasn't initially like there's points oh. where there were men on the team. It was actually a thing I liked about it because it wasn't like a team that like set out to be all women. It was yeah. just like these are the best voices that oh, came wow. together naturally. Yeah. Yeah. And so but it had the rep for being like like one of the best teams at the theater. And um, Jessica reached out to me and asked if I wanted to be a guest. And I was so like, I just remember feeling so honored that I was like, I must be doing something right if this team wants to have me as a guest. And so I did the guest thing. And then like a month or two later, I was at the Pack Theater and Jessica and Nikki Urban, who was on the team too, pulled me like into the alley behind the, that sounds nefarious. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> they all loved the, me uh, only uh, a little. <laughs> um, they the pack the way it was laid out at the it used to be at the complex. It's now at the Broadwater, I think. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah it's like a whole thing. Um, but there used to be this alley like you had to go through to get to the green room. Yeah, and that's where all the comics would hang like between shows and stuff. Yeah, and they took me back there and they. Both got down on one knee like a proposal <laughs> and asked me to join the team. Oh, and it was like at this point where I thought, like, no, I'm you know, house teams, I've moved on, I've moved on, yeah, and then, like, I'm a different woman now. <laughs> as soon as they offered it, I was like, of course, I want to do yeah. that. So, um, I joined, and it was anyone that's ever done sketch comedy will relate, but you become very close, like, yeah. immediately because you're you meet once a week for three hours. Your half of those times are writing meetings. The other half are rehearsals. You're producing a monthly show. A lot of work goes into that. You're building props. You're doing all these things, putting costumes together. And then there's like the theater aspect of like sketch comedy is such a spectacle that you're doing like these quick changes and stuff backstage. And it's like the clo- of all the comedy <laughs> genres. It's like the closest to theater. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So like by default, you become very close with your fellow actors. Yeah. And the way um, the pack used to work, I don't think this is the case anymore. If you joined the team, you had to be a writer and a performer. Mm. There was, you couldn't do either or it was yeah. both. Which for me was huge because I didn't want to, perform and it ended like being kind of forced to like ended up building my self-esteem yeah like majorly and uh they like the team was so supportive and a lot of that came from Jess starting it of like just this very encouraging like no you can do this like there, there's no bad performance you're going to do fine and yeah I kind of like found my voice which helped my stand-up it um by the time I wrote for television, I felt very confident in a lot of aspects where if I hadn't been on Fembot, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. And stuff. And um, so, yeah, so that was the establishing of me and Jess's friendship. So you felt like she she kind of specifically helped you along in, in finding your voice on stage. Yes. Yeah. Yes, very specifically. And then, like, as a writer, the thing I love is writing for actors. Really? Like that, yeah, that's, like, the thing I enjoy is, yeah. like, thing, even when I write my own samples, it's, like, if I were writing this for this actor, what would I? What would this character do? Like, what yeah. could that lend itself to? So writing on a sketch team was awesome because you know everyone so well and you get to know what their strengths are. Yeah. And Jessica was so much fun to write for because she could sing, she could dance, like professionally in both. Really? She'd been on, um, she'd been part of a TV show or it was a touring company that had like these interstitials on Nick Jr. 
That was like the, I think they were like the competition for the Wiggles. Oh my God. <laughs> Called the were they G- all women? No. It that was, would be so funny oh. if it was all women. I'm imagining a non conservatives like they made the Wiggles yeah, woke. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the woke Wiggles. You know the what women they are wiggling. It's not okay for the children. <laughs> they kind of were because it was like the diverse Wiggles. Like it oh, was, they were called the yeah. Jumpets. The what? The Jumpets. The Jumpets! Yeah, and Jessica was part of the Jumpets. Like, long before Sketch. Yeah. She was part of the Jumpets, and it was, like, a company that toured internationally. That sounds dope. Oh, she loved it. Like, she talked yeah. about it all the time. And they they had, they were featured on Nick Jr. often and stuff, so. That's so cool. So she, like, saw the world, basically. She did, yeah. That's so cool. But all of that is to demonstrate she's a professional dancer. Yeah. And professional singer. Even if it was for a kid show, it was, yeah. you still had to be like, good you still had to be really good. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, having that, her and Nikki Urban both could, and having like those aces in your pocket was yeah. such a like gift. Cause it was like, I can write like these big music numbers that yeah. are silly, but like, we can really do it and make it a real spectacle. Yeah. Because I've got these two that can do this. Um, so that all was great. Eventually, um, you know, we got very close. We got into festivals. We traveled together as a team. Where did you guys go? Oh, we went. Oh, it's so funny because I'm like, we went all over. And I'm like, mostly it was California. But, um, <laughs> You're like San Diego. We went to the Valley. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Went we, to went to, we went to Sacramento. <laughs> we went to San Francisco. Yeah. Um, and we got into New York Sketch Fest. That was like the one big trip as we went to New York, which for many of us was the first time we'd ever been to New York. Really? Yeah. For did me. you guys? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was to say, for me, it was my first time. Did you guys, like, all stay in a hotel together, or did you, like, stay at a family friend or friend family's place or something like that? Each time was different. Mm-hmm. We went to Sacramento twice, and the second time they actually paid us to oh, come cool. to there, which felt like we've made it. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, and they, like, covered our room and board. But um, most of the time we would go in on, like, a hotel room or an Airbnb or something together as a so, group. Like, three girls sleeping in a bed. Yes, yeah, literally. It would tight. be. Yes, yeah. it would be. We'd have, like, Two girls, like two girls in each bed and like one on a cot. And yeah, it would, that's kind of how we did it. And then it, when we went to New York, we didn't even try for the hotel part. We were just like, everyone figure it out. And oh, everyone was on their own. Yeah. Like, oh my was, God. <laughs> it was, yeah. So some this people. New York, babe, right? It's a hard town. <laughs> that's what it, it kind of was. And that one was interesting because normally when we would travel, we were like a cohesive group that did everything together. But New York was very much like, we're all doing our own thing and we meet up for the show. Oh, okay. And, um, there is a lot to do. Like, yeah. So many, yeah. And that was fine. And we had a great time. Um, but yeah, so that was that. And then um, Jess ended up getting in like, by the way, the team formed in 2014. Yeah. I joined in 2018. Oh. Um, so you, you, So you had like been guesting with them for like two years. Oh, no, I didn't know them until 2018. Oh, you I, met Jess in 2016. Yeah, yes. yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. correct, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they, she asked me, it was some time had passed before yeah. she asked. Um, you got to know each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And then um, she got pregnant. Oh, my God. And it was crazy. Her and another girl at the same time on the team were both pregnant. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Kate Rappaport and her were pregnant. Yeah. Did you feel like we're growing up? Like Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it was like, oh my gosh, we have moms on the team. Now. Yeah. Um, but uh, Jess, I remember talking to her about it, and she was very much like, you know, my baby's only gonna be a baby once. She's only gonna be three months old once. Like all these things. 
And so she's like, I think it's my time to leave the team. I don't want to miss these things. Yeah. Which, of course, you know, who would oppose that? <laughs> You're like, no, you should work. Continue to lose money. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. I think the baby yeah, joined yeah. Fembot. <laughs> the baby joined. We would have had her gladly. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, she left. And the timeline, it ended up. It was right after she left that the pandemic happened. So I blame her. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> She's patient zero. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, she did get COVID at one point, but that she would. No, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, she did not. She'd make never do that. that. She wouldn't yeah. do that. <laughs> but she no. wouldn't do that. <laughs> I knew her. She wouldn't do something like that. <laughs> but she um, she left the team in 2019. Uh, and then it was like in December of 2019 that she left. And then the pandemic happened. So like the team itself, we moved on to doing like Zoom shows and stuff. It didn't the team didn't end up surviving the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but she had left and she had her baby. And in like the last uh, trimester, she started having like this really terrible back pain and she had scoliosis and something. So everyone thought. Um, like this is, you're just pregnant and that happens. And then she had the baby and the back pain got worse. And I remember doing it, like we would go on like social distant walks and stuff. And it was like, she could barely make it through the walk. Like she was walking weird. Like it was not good. And it was like, something's very, very wrong. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then she had cancer. (laughs) Oh, wow. And then she died. And then she died. (laughs) And ghosted me. Yeah. Um, what so, kind yeah. of cancer was it? It was lung cancer. It was stage four non-small huh. cell lung cancer. And it was it started as back pain. That, that's what's scary about a lot of cancers is that you don't feel them until they're so far along. So yeah, for her, she didn't notice anything until it was back pain. And unfortunately, what that means is that the cancer has spread so much, it has spread to your back by that mm. point. So that's what she had tumors on her spine, and that's why she was in pain. Um, yeah. Um, so she would, uh, it's frustrating. So, I mean, it's obviously, I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. <laughs> um, and also it's just kind of wild. I think women have to be in so much pain to like be taken seriously by professionals. It's, I actually, weirdly, the timing of recording this is interesting. I just had lunch with her dad yesterday. She, oh. she died over a year and a half ago, but, yeah. um, and he was still very angry that like it wasn't caught. Yeah. And it it is a thing where it's like it just got written off as like, well, you're pregnant. Like that's, you know, right. pregnant back women feel back normal. pain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like not like that, though. She couldn't sleep. She couldn't move. Like, yeah, yeah. It was very extreme. <laughs> yeah. Which I also put out there to a lot of people because I'll tell this story of what happened. And people are like, I have pain in my back. Yeah. Maybe I like, have cancer. You're dying. And yeah. I'm always like, no, this was like she could barely walk. Like she it could was, barely move. Yeah. And but, even through that, she was told, like, get over it. Basically. Yeah. Or just like, just hang in there. You know, once you have the baby, it'll get better. Yeah. And then, yeah. And no one thought to like check. Yeah. And granted, maybe there's more to it that I don't understand, like right. in terms of like radiation and you yeah. know what you'd have to do to check it. But, but yeah, yeah. Um, so um, when she passed, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a bad way to ask that. But I guess my question is like, so have you? Well, let me start. Have you had you lost a friend before? 
Um, no, not like, I mean, like acquaintances. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, that guy in class is now gone or, you know, something like that. But no, this is like my first friend loss. Yeah. 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 And you guys like would see each other kind of like every day. Yeah. I I also buried, I was so focused on talking about the team. I left out, um, she's my or was my property manager for where oh, I live. Wow. Yeah. I, so you'd uh, really see her every day. Yeah, yeah. To- yeah. And it's also, I was telling her dad yesterday, I was like, I miss her as my friend. I really, really miss her as my property manager. Yeah. <laughs> she, I mean, I'm joking, but like she, she kept things so together and was yeah. so on top of it. And now with her gone, it's not the same. Yeah. I feel like, in any anywhere, like community is really important, but I feel like here in LA, it really, really is important because it can kind of feel like you're living in hell. And, um, <laughs> and like, if you like what makes it bearable are, are like the people who are looking out for you. Like, over time, you yes. kind of build up relationships of people who like really have your back and like become family and like I'm sure that happens everywhere but I feel like it really happens in intense cities a lot because it's just really hard and like I don't think you can really do it alone that's um you said a lot of things so perfectly just now because it was what she would do so her mom owns the property that I live on and it's like I call it Spawn Ranch because it's like this like mismatch of buildings that have all been painted the same, but like they're all diff like they're different properties that all got put together basically. And are they right? Of- are- oh, are they right next to each other? Yeah, yeah. Like okay. they're all on the same like plot of land. Yeah, but it's like like my building and the one next to me. Like the architecture is two different styles. Like it's it's, <laughs> and it's a bunch of comedians. It's like yeah. a complex of comedians yeah, what, living together. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It sounds cool to visit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It sounds cool to visit. You're it like, I would visit. I would not stay. It's, um, much yeah. like Spawn Ranch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's part of why I call it Spawn Ranch. So what Jessica would do is she very deliberately wanted it to be like a community of artists. Wow. Like that was her goal. And what she would do, I think I can speak freely about this. Um, if she had a friend that was struggling, like to find a place to live or financially, she would rent you a place for what you could afford. Oh, it wasn't like I won't share what it is, but like yeah. my apartment, I have a really nice studio apartment with like <laughs> vintage tile and built-ins. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's really nice, um, and I I pay quite a bit less than what that would go for. Yeah. Um, and it was definitely, I was in a situation where my roommate had a girlfriend moving in and was like, it's time for you to go. And I was like, I don't have anywhere to go. And Jess was like, I just had this place open. I know you can only afford this. I'm going to give it to you for this. Wow. So she did that for a lot of people. So it's also nice because there is like this sort of comedy community. That's part of why I still, well, that and the cost. But that's <laughs> 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 part of why I still love living there is it is really nice to have this community of other comedians. We, we're all in a text thread together and there'll be times where it'll be like, I need a mustache. I need a mustache. <laughs> Does anyone have one? <laughs> Just this is not a drill. <laughs> Does anyone have a, a George Washington wig? Like George it, Washington. I'm just picturing like wig. a mustache in a glass case with a hammer next to it, just in case of emergency. Here you go. Yes, I need it. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of that, and it was like when we got the news. I I didn't even it. It's so sad. I don't even want to focus on it. But the whole like story of the time, like the time period that she was sick, she 
had cancer for over a year yeah before it she succumbed to it as they say um but when we got the news that she wasn't gonna make it um and it was down to like you know she's got days left right um my friend nikki who is on the team uh we live in the same building uh we were like we should probably tell the other neighbors that this is happening and so we we called everyone out to the parking lot and told them and it turned into this big like block party where we it was like everyone could tell their favorite stories but we like and drew I text him he was at a show (laughs) and uh like right on the nose he like sent donuts like as if he knew what was happening he sent donuts so we had like donuts and then our maintenance man who also loved and knew Jess very well walked up with this $300 bottle of tequila. Wow. I've never had tequila. Like it was that. smooth. Yes. It was smooth. <laughs> it was like drinking honey. Yeah. Like it was, but it was just, it was so like, like that was so representative of like the community that she built. Yeah. It was like this big black party. <laughs> um, so that was, I'm making Cotty cry. Yeah. <laughs> That's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, Cross examination's a little weird on this. <laughs> this is we've had uh we've had people lose people on here before, but uh this is a lot less funny. <laughs> <laughs> Way to ruin the vibe, yeah. Candace. I think we should go with it and say it's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to be the first one to yeah, say it. But Drew yeah. was like, I sent the donuts because I knew it was Candace's fault. <laughs> <laughs> I can read the notes. Yeah. 2016 sketch scene. I'm in too deep. See the world. (laughs) I'm in too deep. I think it's the mob. (laughs) (laughs) See the world of California. Mom's on the team. Pandemic. Walking. Weird. (laughs) R.I.P. That's perfect. A beautiful eulogy. A beautiful eulogy. Um, Did you get, so you went on pandemic walks. I think that's really important because for a lot of people, even if you didn't know that you were going to lose someone, that was a lot of people's big like, I wish we had hung out more. Like they just kind of like got a lot out and those are probably really meaningful. So I'm glad you got that. Because of her back pain, she couldn't do many of them. Mm -hmm. So like anytime she texted me, was like, do you want to go now? I was like, yeah, I do. Like whatever I'm doing, I'll drop it. And that was before I knew she was sick. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was on a walk that she told me she had cancer, Mm -hmm. which what a weird, this is like another like screwed up thing about the pandemic is I have like a memory that will haunt me forever of her telling me and being like, I regret not grabbing her and giving her, like, a big hug. Mm, but yeah. it was like, oh, I can't touch you because we got to stay six feet apart. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. In hindsight, that I'm like. It is cruel. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. How do you feel, like, okay, so 2020 was bad for a lot of people. Some yeah. Some people kind of, I would say, uh, like, my 2020 in comparison to others, not as bad. <laughs> but like some people, you know, yourself included, like lost people. I guess what I'm saying is, how do you feel now with like the world's kind of like on again? Right? Yeah. They like we're like, LOL, no more emergency. Sorry. And then, <laughs> I mean, how, what, what do you do to kind of cope through this new time that you're in? I mean, 
now it's so like all of it happened in the heat of the pandemic that now it's just like a new chapter. So it's not there's not even I don't even know. I think it's just like coping in any other time where it's like my issues with losing a friend are almost unrelated Mm. with that. Um, Yeah. And then it. And I know we're building to this, but it it also just so happened that Drew lost his best friend at the same time. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? Um, I am shocked. <laughs> it was we got lucky, I think, in that when the death part happened for uh, Jessica and for Drew's friend. Um, it was towards like the back end of the pandemic, so at least I could go see Jessica like on her deathbed. It was like late and 2021, yeah. So, like, yeah, we've been vaxxed and all that, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I actually was with we were with Drew when you texted Drew, Weren't oh, you? yeah, because yeah, I was at it was actually that's, Holly's show, salty. it was salty before yeah. I started hosting it. I didn't know you yet, but I remember that, so oh, yeah, oh, oh wow. were you at that show, yeah. It yeah, was one it of was, my first kind of like real good like stand-up shows back. And yeah, I remember you being on it and hearing that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I remember because you were going to come and you texted me. I knew Jess had yeah. cancer and you just texted me that there was a really bad development. You can't okay. come. So I just uh, and you said all oh, you guys were hanging out. So I, you know, I put the pieces together of what was probably happening and sent the donuts. And then after the show, I, you know, came and hung out. Yeah. So Add really, that's moved to I'm, I'm now I'm now putting together that it was James that told you to order donuts. Oh yeah, <laughs> not at all. So, you know, not at all. this no, calls actually. for death donuts. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, but yeah. This so, calls for death <laughs> but the timeline of it is weird because yeah. it was I got the news that Jess's liver was failing, and they were like it could be anywhere from a week to three weeks. It ended up being three weeks. Um, and then it was like a week after, I think it was a week after, maybe it was just days after it all blurs together, but yeah, it was like, such a... but it was like shortly after that, that Drew's friend died. Yeah. And so it went from the attention all being on me. <laughs> and then I was like, I got to support this. Cause we found out Jess had a few weeks and then my friend died. But then Jess died, and I was like, great, I get, like, two weeks in the spotlight, and now it's yeah, back to Candace's no, yeah. group. I was like, no, it's back to me. Um, Which, people that don't know us listening are probably like, this is a really unhealthy relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know we're joking. Like, this is, these are terrible human beings. Well, you are both Leos, so. <laughs> the yeah. amount of times the word spotlight has been said. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to have them together. We had to have them together, yeah. <laughs> But it was it helps the like grieving process to have someone that yeah. like, who also is, is going grieving. through the same yeah thing. like there's you yeah. know I'm never gonna judge because you don't feel like getting out of bed or mm-hmm. you're never gonna judge me because I want to watch Only Murders in the Building for the eighth time yeah you know? <laughs> yeah but I also yeah. do too so yeah it exactly out. <laughs> also just a fun fact our go to comfort movie that we both would watch over and over was Halloween yeah just weird yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never get it. Yeah. My comfort movie is uh, never pop star, never stop. Yes. But yeah, it was nice to have as messed up as it is like a partner in grief. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Someone that Not a partner it. in crime. And no. weirdly <laughs> grieving different people. Like, I don't know why, but if we'd been grieving the same person, it also would have been a different dynamic like yeah. it's tough to explain but mark yeah. and i lost someone 
And our, our grieving schedules were like off, but like in a helpful way, like he, he got hit bad first. And I remember just calling in and being like, I've never seen him like this. I have to take today off. I'm sorry. And then my, and then I remember I got upset and he did the same thing where he called out of work and, but it, I mean, I think it brought us closer together. Yeah. But it, does. it is weird how grief, like grief is really sneaky. Mm-hmm. And it's really sharp, but it also yeah. like hides. Mm-hmm. So you'll be, I feel like you'll be like at the supermarket, like crying over pickles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like a little thing will remind you of them. Yeah. Like a movie or a song or something. Yeah. yeah. I remember laughing because my therapist was warning me and was like, you'll be fine one day. And the next day you just look at a box of cereal and you'll just lose it. And I yeah. was like, what a weird specific. What I, a weird specific yeah. you came up what with. Kind yeah. Of cereal with. Yeah, I was what like, what? <laughs> what you don't have crunch. Yeah. <laughs> what should I look out for? Yeah. What should I look out for? <laughs> I never trusted that fruity pebbles bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Did you guys find... So horror movies comforted you. Yes. And only murders in the building. (laughs) Only murders in the building was a big one. Like that's it's weird because I'll I'll hear the theme song and it takes me back to that time period. Yeah. But it's not in a bad way. In a comforting way. Yeah, it's like a like, oh, this was like the thing I clung to. Oh, that got me through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's a comfort it's specifically like when I hear the theme song for the show. They're like doo doo doo. Uh-huh. It's so funny because it's so that really surprises me because I think I actually turned that show off because I was grieving somebody. Oh, when she sees I haven't seen all of it, but mm-hmm. I saw up to the part where she if you haven't seen the show, I guess don't listen to this next part. But where she sees the she's like talking the guy who mm-hmm. dies and then yeah. she sees him. Tim he's Kono. Like, he's like laid out and yeah. he's got a gash in his neck, but he's talking to her. And I was like. It's no. a, it's the whole side of his face. Yeah, okay. it's yeah. just like not today, Satan. Yeah, I, like, turned it off. what is it about this show that it just coincided with everyone's grief? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So or it's many. like let's release yeah. this when everyone dies, yeah. and that will help our viewership yeah. or hurt it. Um, but, but yeah, but it was comforting. Uh-huh. Um, did, so you both do comedy. Did you find comedy comforting in this time or? I would say um, not like watching comedy didn't help me because I I always feel when I'm going through something bad, if I try to watch like a lighthearted sitcom or something, I feel like I'm being lied to. Mm. It's a weird, it's tough to explain, but I think it's part of why I like horror comedy so much. Uh. Um, But I think Drew definitely found uh, solace in comedy. He, it wasn't right away. It was, uh, I mean, I'll let him tell this piece of the story. Yeah. Um, But Tune in next week, you jerks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Just, without- what did Drew do? <laughs> <laughs> without telling like too much of Drew's story, yeah. there, there was a point where he had to perform comedy at a time that was not convenient in his grief schedule. Yeah. We'll say it that way. Yeah. That's the mm-hmm. most clinical way. Uh-huh. That was a very therapist way to say that. <laughs> um, but uh, because of that, he he did some jokes about what he was going through and that initially it was like, okay, and we, we would talk a lot about what was going on too in terms yeah. of comedy. And initially he's like, I think it's like lightning in a bottle that you can only do once because it killed. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it's because you're going through it that like, right. the audience can feel that. But then he's like, I might try these jokes again. And I was like, yeah, you know, why not? Give it a try. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, they're doing well. I'll do them again and again. And then- it, the idea hit him that he's like, 
I think I want to make a like a mini special that's a tribute to my friend. Yeah. And uh, so I went through the whole course with him of watching him like construct this beautiful special together. Yeah. And uh, he ended up asking me to direct it. <gasps> and uh, I got down on one knee I in, got a, in an alley. <laughs> <laughs> in an alley. And she slapped you because she thought you were asking something else. <laughs> <laughs> Was flattered, I guess. Yeah, I mean, sure, this I works too. I opened a too. little ring, yeah. ring yeah. size box that's says, with a note that says, will you direct my yeah. special? I would have been so mad. <laughs> it would have been funny if you opened it up and it says, psych. <laughs> I think Hello, that actually well. did happen. Wasn't there a viral video of somebody fake proposing at a what? hockey game? Why would someone And then, do like, that? he got beat the shit out I of him. I was going to say, yeah, he is now also yeah, dead. He, <laughs> he has now ghosted us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and so Drew put out this special about yeah. his friend called All My Friends Are Dead. <laughs> and and uh, you got to direct. Yeah, and I directed it. She did an amazing job. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was there, Bragg. Um, <laughs> you were the opener. I was going to say you opened the show. I was yeah. going to bury the lead. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was an amazing show. It was. You guys did a fantastic job. Um, what was it like to direct during that time? Was it comforting or did you feel your story creep in or... It, uh, I mean, by default, just the fact that we went through grief together, I'd say yeah. maybe a little bit. And Drew actually, in the special, he does have a joke about both of us losing best yeah. friends at the same time, which it's I really funny. appreciate because I felt like a little bit like, oh, Jess got her like one little moment in the Aww. special and it was nice of him to throw that in. Yeah. Um, but uh, I would say more, I was, I was so happy to direct it because I'd I'd watched the whole process. Yeah. And the whole time he was communicating so clearly what he wanted it to look like. Like he had a very distinct mm. vision of what yeah. he wanted. And so when he ended up asking me to direct, I was like, I know what my role is here. He's really kind of the one directing essentially, but I'm now the interpreter. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I have a background. I have, I have a film degree. And, yeah, I was um, I was like, well, here's what I want it to be, but I have no idea how to do it. So yeah. you do it. Exactly. So he, I like said all of his it's like drawing and crayons. <laughs> like <laughs> man on stage audience. <laughs> like, I can't put CGI explosions yeah. in this. <laughs> we can't get Jew Law for this. I would like a hologram of my friend. I don't know if we can afford it. <laughs> we open on the moon. Yeah. The real one. Not that green screen one from the 80s. The real one. Um, um, but yeah, he had such a clear vision and I yeah. was like, I think my role here is to be the interpreter. So I'm also a producer yeah. on, the, on the special. So I was like, okay, I'll put the crew together. And then everything you've said you wanted, for example, I'm like, like the moon, <laughs> like the moon. But like I could tell, like like the type of camera motion that Drew was describing, whether he realized it or not. I was like, you want everything locked off on sticks, yeah. So I was like, we need these angles. This is what he's asking. Yeah. So it's really it wasn't directing in the sense of like you're doing a special and I have a vision. Right. It was like you have a vision. I can just interpret what you're saying. Right. Um. So it was. It was very cathartic, I think, to do that together. I will put the link to that in the show notes for this episode and then for the next one with Drew. Yes. And I watched it this morning to prepare, and it's great. Oh, and thanks. I 
yeah, it was great to finally like see. I've heard you allude to that before in different jokes, maybe as you were building it. Different mm-hmm. times I saw you at Salty AF, and now to get the full story, and then the other part of the story is really cool. So, thank you. Yeah. I was very proud that night. Um, <laughs> Cody can be heard on the special. A little oh bit. yeah, Cody has a distinct laugh. <laughs> I have a guest appearance in the a, audience. Yeah, <laughs> and did a great job opening the show. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Thanks. Um, um, okay, wait, there was something else I was going to ask. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like that's a good sign of a, dir- I feel like a lot of directors say like your job is to let everyone do their job. Yeah. Like instead of kind of inserting yourself or like, I have to make my mark here, you mm-hmm. know, like I think a true, a really good leader and like someone who's a, who's really good at, at what they do is able to not put their ego in it and just realize when something is good and be like you said, the translator, just like be the connective tissue to everything. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations. Thank on, you on like on both for both of you. Um, but it's Candace episode, so I'm giving it to her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, Next week, hear yeah. me get congratulated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like actually. <laughs> It's also funny to say next week since we're about to record it. Yeah. <laughs> True. Stop it. It's coming next week to record it. Uh, oh, uh, we'll cut that don't out. Ruin the edit magic. that out. Um, okay, so this episode's obviously different because <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there's there's usually like a little bit of malice in all of these episodes. Yeah. But <laughs> obviously not this time unless you really buried the lead um, <laughs> but i guess if you if there if there's anything you'd like to say to jess even if you want to do that also we can skip that part. no no not at all um yeah so this is unfinished business anything you want to say to your ghost that you'd like to say it's so funny because i'm like be lighthearted. Don't <laughs> cry. Uh, don't be so sad you can be sad honestly <laughs> i'm gonna try to do it without crying Nope. <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> that, that's to Drew, not to Jess. That'd be really wild. Well, I would tell Jess to not touch me. That is really funny. <laughs> what would you like to say? Don't touch me. <laughs> Don't touch me. Um, the last thing I said to her is I just said, um, we're all watching your daughter and your husband's going to take such good care of her. She's never going to go without well, damn you, Candace. Um, <laughs> yeah. really um, well, that's beautiful. I mean, she did raise a community, it sounds like. And yeah. so even though she's not here, like this community will be there for her daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm only crying because you're crying. I'm crying because you made me cry. I'm crying about something different. <laughs> I'm thinking about a sad movie I watched. Like, I actually then. keep a needle in my pants and I stab myself <laughs> to cry at appropriate moments. <laughs> Look empathetic. <laughs> I like the idea of I'm actually crying about something different. It's <laughs> like, I, like, I watched Homeward Bound this morning. <laughs> By the way, I was actually fine with Drew touching me. <laughs> um, I was going to say, because we always go, it goes malice. Uh-huh. This one's sad. And then yeah. we always do a kind of palate cleanser. Oh, right. Dismount. Yeah. So we could do the who would you cast? Okay. Yeah. Who, if you could cast Jess as any famous actor or oh, does that, does the, that the actor would be cast as them. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, man. 
it's funny because uh, I'm on such a Selena Gomez kick that that's my go-to. <laughs> but I'm also I would I would want to cast someone. Um, Jess was Palestinian. Mm. Um, I would want to probably cast someone Middle Eastern. And I'm trying to think of an example, and I can't. Scarlett Johansson. Okay, wait. Who is the girl in Whale Rider? Oh, I don't know. She's in. Yeah, she's indigenous, but yeah. She's like, isn't she from? Not Pierce. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Canada. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, casting. We Wait, see the okay. So maybe it. Selena yeah. Gomez, but also, okay, a racist side. Pretend, yeah. no. Pretend, pretend race is not a thing. <laughs> pretend race isn't as bad as it is. Um, I think I'd probably. <laughs> someone like warm, right? Yeah, I'd mm. probably cast, if age wasn't a factor, I'd probably cast Lily Tomlin. Oh, oh wow! Not um, at, who I thought you'd pick at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe um, if if I could pick someone living or dead, yeah. Uh, I I even specifically wore this ratty I love Lucy shirt, yeah, because uh, Jess's like idol was Lucille Ball. Oh, oh really? And and that was also a comfort when she died. I I binged all of I Love Lucy. Oh, um, but I could see a lot of the way Jess would act. You could see the influence yeah. in her performance. So if I could cast Lucille Ball to play Jess yeah. backwards. Um, you can do that. Yeah. There's no real rules to this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I would I would do that, like Lily Tomlin or Lucille yeah. Ball. Yeah. Well, yeah. awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing with us a very sensitive and beautiful story. Yeah. Thank you. And thanks for having me and thanks yeah. for letting me tell Jess's story or in regards to me. She had a whole life outside. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't tell you guys about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, check out the special. All of my friends are dead. Um, and then I guess if you want, tune in next week to hear Drew. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> thanks so much for listening to Kadi Asad Ghost Detective. The show is recorded, edited, and produced by me, James Hilmer. You can follow the show at Kadi Asad Ghost Detective on Instagram and support our Patreon at patreon.com slash Kadi Asad. Thanks so much.